Welcome to the Dreaming Big Podcast, where we talk about how to move from feeling stuck and stagnant in your life to accessing your dreams and passions. This is the place to make space for those big and often uncomfortable emotions without judgment or conditions so you can figure out what you want to be doing instead. I'm your host, Allison Gomez, licensed marriage and family therapist in California. Now, before we get started, this podcast is not to be a replacement for therapy, nor is meant to be used for mental health, medical, or psychiatric treatment. If you are needing assistance, go to therapyden.com or inclusivetherapist.com to find a therapist in your area. Or if you would like to work with me, go to healingwithgroup.com. Welcome back to another episode. As you know, because I don't make it obvious, <laughs> um, I am a crazy ex-girlfriend fan, and I can't help but laugh whenever I hear this song, one of the many inspirations for this episode. Nothing is ever anyone's fault. So in this song, they are singing about how essentially nothing that we do is our fault because there's always some reason why we're doing it, which can be based on how other people have treated us. So like if you were raised by abusive parents who hurt you, they messed you up. Well, then their parents messed them up and therefore, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So therefore it's nobody's fault that we're messed up. Um, and it is a hilarious song. And I was thinking about this because a lot of the time, especially like with the individual that I work with, it can almost feel like the opposite. Like I have to blame myself for everything. Everything is my fault. It's, it's me. I ruined everything. And, and this song kind of takes it to the other extreme. And there is some validity to this because we can't be responsible for everything and everyone. There's no way that we can be responsible for how other people behave or responsible for how people feel their feelings, which are the two things that we're going to be talking about in today's episode, because it's a thing and it needs to be discussed. So let's dive in and talk about this. So the first thing I wanted to drop or like not drop, but like the first thing I wanted to um, bring up is how we are not responsible for how others behave. And this is within reason, because if you're actively provoking someone, then that's a different, that's a different thing. Um, because that's you actively trying to get a reaction out of someone. And so, yeah, maybe you're not responsible necessarily for how they act, you are responsible for your, your portion of that. If you get a reaction because you're the one provoking, then yes, you need to take responsibility for your part. However, as I'm talking about these things, um, I'm going to be talking about it, kind of giving you the benefit of the doubt that you're not actively provoking other people out in the world to get reactions out of them. Because even when you do literally nothing, you're just simply existing, it can still feel as if you're responsible for other people's behaviors. And the reason why this is, is probably because you were actually blamed for how other people behaved. So I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about like domestic violence. Well, that wouldn't have happened had you not made me mad. Like I wouldn't have hurt you if you hadn't done X, Y, and Z. 
so that, I mean, and obviously this isn't just, doesn't happen just like DV relationships, but that's definitely like one type of example of how it can look. I mean, it can look like many different things in relationship, like, you know, it's your fault that I got upset and broke this object. I, you know, I had to slam the doors because you made me mad. I wouldn't have given you the cold shoulder if you hadn't done insert whatever the punishment or whatever the crime was, but it feels like you're existing out in the world and there's a punishment that doesn't always fit the crime saying like sharing your feelings, sharing your thoughts, giving an opinion, setting a boundary, but there are consequences that lead to you getting hurt, rejected, abandoned, and it can feel like you're the one who brought this upon yourself. It can bring lots of feeling of guilt for why did I even do this? Why did I even bring this up? And it can bring up a lot of fear of, oh my goodness, what's going to happen if I say something? Because I don't want it. I don't want to get hurt and I don't want my friends or my family or my loved ones or colleagues or insert whoever to leave me because that has been a real experience. Um, and it makes sense why you might want to take responsibility for that because if that's something that you've experienced time and time again, that left you very vulnerable and you're going to do what you need to do to protect yourself. So if you can take responsibility and blame all of it on you, then that gives you some sense of control over okay, well, this is how I'm going to protect myself next time. Which sounds great in theory, like if you're in relationships where there's a lot of emotional or mental abuse happening or physical abuse or just like poor boundaries, like that can help you survive those relationships. But I guess that's kind of like the point of my podcast is I don't want you to just survive I mean, yes, that's necessary in a lot of situations does require that. Um, but if you don't have to just survive, then you could have relationships that are meaningful where you don't have to constantly blame yourself for how other people behave towards you. So like, for instance, I'm thinking about how taking responsibility or not taking responsibility looked in my life. So in graduate school, I was abused by my professors and whatnot. And I advocated for myself when they were putting me in a position to fail. Um, and I was, and I was told by a peer that I'm pretty much asking for them to hurt me. And while maybe there's some truth to that in the sense that if you push back on authority, there might be repercussions. I am still not responsible for how faculty members treat me. So like retaliation, you are not responsible if someone retaliates against you. Yes. Is that a real potential consequence? Yes, that, that is a thing, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's your fault for how they treated you. And I guess that's the point. Because when you're blaming yourself for how people treat you, then you start internalizing this message that everything really is your fault. And it can lower that feeling of self-worth. Like self 
it can lower your self-esteem. So it's not just this logical like, okay, this is what I need to do to keep myself safe. This is more of, well, then what does this say about me as a person if I keep, you know, messing everything up for everyone else? So that's also kind of goes into like my second thing, which is you are not responsible for how others people respond like emotionally like you're not responsible for their feelings again assuming that you're not actively provoking them because when you're so used to taking responsibility for other people's actions you're probably also used to having to manage feelings and I remember my therapist said this to me once like back in the day and it just didn't click like what do you mean manage feelings and the way I'm picturing it it as like you're a manager who is trying to make sure that everyone is feeling okay or good. You're trying to make sure that they don't have these really big reactive emotions because if that were to happen, then something is wrong. Because it feels so uncomfortable for you to witness them having these emotions. And maybe part of that is because you were actively, again, blamed for the emotions. So I know I've talked about in past episodes that like when you're the one who has a big emotion, it might be perceived as like you're a burden to them. Like, how dare you get angry? How dare you get sad? You're ruining the moment. But it always seems to be the opposite. Like other people can have bigger emotions than you, as long as you're not the reason why they're having it. And when they're having it, it can feel like you're responsible for fixing it so they don't have to feel as bad. Like, it's your fault that I feel sad in the first place. It's your, you're the reason I'm upset. Um, and I guess the reason why this is really important to learn how to create that emotional distance is if you're trying to get out of survival mode, at some point, you're going to have to put up a boundary at some point. Um, and what that boundary looks like, I have no freaking clue. Like, because each person's life is different to say, this is what a boundary looks like is it wouldn't work because there are so many different kind of relationships and people are complex, but at some point a boundary will have to be made and somebody is going to get upset. They're going to have feelings about it. They might get angry. They might be sad. And if you're not able to tolerate them being upset and you're blaming yourself for them being upset, then you're not going to be able to maintain the boundary because the priority is taking care of them and not you taking care of you. This is much deeper than just like, oh, I can't handle somebody getting upset. It really kind of values other people over you. You are at the bottom and, and when you're at the bottom, it's hard to treat yourself like a priority. And so what do you do? Like knowing this, like you're not responsible. Logically, maybe that makes sense. Like, okay, I, I, I can see that. I can see how people are allowed to have their feelings and I don't have to do anything to make it better or worse or whatever. Like it's not your responsibility, but that doesn't actually solve anything. That's just, that's just like the logic. That's just the theory. So of course, I'm, I'm always about this. It's how do you learn to tolerate the feelings and learn to be compassionate with those feelings? Because, you know, some of the common feelings I hear 
are, you know, guilt. What does it, what does it mean to feel guilty for somebody having this experience, for feeling upset or even getting angry? What does that mean about you as a person? Because for many people to feel guilty means that you did something wrong. And if you did something wrong, that makes you a bad person. And so this isn't really necessarily about, okay, they're hurt. It's about they're hurt because you're a bad person. So then how do you challenge that? So you're not actually judging yourself because that's not constructive. And that's, that's just an opinion. What's good or bad is like irrelevant. What's the actual facts about the situation? They're upset because maybe you put up a boundary or maybe you said something and they didn't feel comfortable with it. So they get to be upset with that. And the thing that you said might be actually true. Like this thing is still needed and it hurts to see somebody else struggle. Another feeling that can come up is feeling scared, especially like with change. If you have been in a situation where sharing your feelings or thoughts led to being rejected or abandoned, there can be a lot of fear in putting up these type of boundaries because there is a possibility that it can happen again. Kind of like what I mentioned earlier, like with me in the graduate school, when I was advocating for myself, there was retaliation. I was warned about that. And while it's not my fault, it was definitely a reality and it's a reality like that in many spaces. So it's kind of like you have to pick and choose your own battles. But when you're in a place of survival, at some point that boundary needs to happen. And there can be that fear of what if I'm alone? So how do you process that? You know, you want to look into what, like, what does it mean to be alone? What does it mean to feel scared? What does it what does that say about you? And, and are there any things that you can challenge? Because when you're able to kind of like make space for those big feelings, it's going to be easier for you to stay grounded, even when other people are not. That's how you break the cycle. I mean, it sounds super easy and obviously it's not. Um, but you can break the cycle by not taking on that responsibility and either they kind of go along with it or they don't. Now, I do want to also mention that this is different if you're not in a safe environment. So, like, let's talk about, like, domestic violence or in a position where it's abusive at work. Um, because of retaliation, physical, mental, financial, spiritual, whatever. Like, that's also going to make a difference. So, you want to definitely make sure you have other people who are safe and supportive outside of whoever it is who that's hurting you, who's hurting you, because it's going to be so hard to protect yourself. If there's no one in your corner, we need somebody in your corner. And of course, you know, wanting, you need to make sure that you're being curious about what your actual responsibility is instead of just blind, blindly taking the blame for everything, because not everything is actually your fault. You are not responsible for other people's behaviors. You're not responsible for other people's emotions Again, assuming you're not provoking, but if there is a part that you did take up, that you did play, then of course take responsibility for that. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you're a good or a bad person. It just means that you're human and there's always room for improvement. This isn't a talk about how you're never in the wrong. It's about 
yeah, you've just kind of taken care of yourself. So as we wrap up today, kind of the key takeaway is that you are not responsible for things that you are not responsible for. You do not deserve to carry the weight of others' responsibilities on your shoulders and blame yourself when they act poorly. Yes, like I understand that this can and is a trauma response, which can help with survival. But even acknowledging that is kind of as it's is another way of saying that you're not actually responsible. You're it's a response in order for you to keep yourself safe. It's not about taking care of them. It's about taking care of you. So I hope this was helpful. And until next time, I will talk to you later. Toodles. If you have enjoyed today's podcast and are ready to take the leap to embrace your emotions and trust yourself so you can start dreaming, go to healingwithgroup.com. Make sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when a new episode drops. You can also follow me on Instagram at Allison Gomez LMFT.